Hello, and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, the Queensbury Town Board seeking a new supervisor at large following Rachel Sieber's departure. I'm Gary Scott, and I'm a bit sick today. My voice is starting to go, so I apologize for that. Good thing I don't talk for a living, right? And today is Thursday, January 19th, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, SUNY Adirondack appoints a new Chief Diversity Officer, a Hadley Vietnam veteran receives a posthumous honor, the Warrensburg Town Board seeks grant funding for the demolition of the town's former highway garage, and the Red Cross holding a blood drive at the Aviation Mall tomorrow. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community, and what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I would like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, Bogey's Pub and Grill at Bay Meadows Golf Club in Queensbury. It's not just for golfers, they have a little something for everyone. The pub side offers a nice friendly atmosphere, televisions to watch your favorite sporting events, booths for a nice lunch, a pool table, and PGA golf simulators, and they also have a formal dining room if you're looking for a more traditional dining experience. And if you own a business in the area as well, you can advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com, and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. SUNY Adirondack has appointed Cornelius Gilbert as the college's chief diversity officer. According to the Post-Star, Gilbert grew up in Chicago, earned bachelor's degrees in history and Afro-American studies, a master's degree in Afro-American studies, and a doctorate in education with a focus on history from the University of Wisconsin in Madison. In a news release, Gilbert said, quote, I wanted to look at higher education and how social movements, particularly the Black Power movement, impacted it. One of those impacts was me and the role of chief diversity officer. After earning his bachelor's degree, Gilbert worked as an advisor to students with undeclared majors. After a few years, he started work on a doctoral degree and then taught at Northern Illinois University and the University of St. Thomas. Gilbert also said he was living in Minneapolis when George Floyd was killed by police officers, which prompted him to look for jobs that would help him spread awareness and work on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Gilbert's role at SUNY Adirondack will include working with college president Christine Duffy, the board of trustees, administrators, faculty, staff, students, and the Office of Student Engagement and Diversity Initiatives to fulfill the college's vision of being the educational provider of choice and pathway to success through a commitment to innovation, excellence, and inclusion. Gilbert said he had first started his career with intent to work at a community college, saying, quote, I can bring great value to the students a community college serves. Duffy said the college is excited to have Gilbert, who will, quote, propel meaningful conversation and take action toward achieving equity and inclusion. She added, quote, With him, we will continue our commitment to making the college and this region more welcoming for everyone, while recognizing and celebrating each person's experiences. The late Vietnam War veteran John E. Hughes was honored last week at the home of his widow Judy Hughes with a New York State Senate Liberty Medal. News 10 reports the medal, presented by Senator Jim Tedisco, was passed via resolution by the state senate. 
During the Vietnam War, John served as a radio teletype operator in Vietnam for 13 months. While stationed in the Central Highlands, he assisted in the transportation of soldiers and supplies to and from bases and as a member of reaction force patrols. John received the Army Commendation Medal for heroism for saving a fellow soldier's life. After serving his country, John got married and raised a family in Hadley, where he worked at French Prune for over 30 years. He also served for 16 years as assessor for the town of Hadley. John spent many years as a Little League coach and was an active member of the William J. Varney American Legion Post No. 862 and the VFW Post No. 5836, the Vietnam Veterans of America, and the Tri-Town Seniors. He passed away in 2017. Senator Tedisco said, quote, The Vietnam War was not a popular conflict at the time, and those that served did not get the parades, thanks, and grateful recognition they deserved. The heartfelt recognition for the service of all those who fought in Vietnam, like John E. Hughes, is long overdue. I was proud to help honor John's service to our nation, which we are eternally grateful for. Now before we get into our next story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. The Queensbury Town Board is encouraging anyone interested in the soon-to-be-vacant Queensbury Supervisor-at-Large position to submit their resume and a letter of intent to the board. According to the Post-Star, at the Town Board's organizational meeting on January 2nd, board member Tim McNulty asked Town Supervisor John Strau if he should go forward with a news release advertising the position despite not receiving a formal letter of resignation from current at-large supervisor Rachel Sieber. Mike Parwana had planned to run for a supervisor-at-large position in November, but said that was before Sieber's seat opened up. Now Parwana plans to send a letter of interest, and has said he will be, quote, running to put himself out of a job because he wants to propose the elimination of the supervisor-at-large positions in order to create more of a ward-style representation for Queensbury like the city of Glens Falls has. Queensbury has four supervisors-at-large who serve two-year terms on the county board. In November, Sieber announced her intent to resign from the position to focus on her career and family, noting that she would begin teaching college full-time on January 24th. The town board has raised the question of her resignation at multiple meetings before the new year, but board members have now collectively decided to move forward with seeking a replacement to fill her seat. Sieber said on Monday that she felt she had given the board enough notice to advertise the position prior to her departure, but plans to submit her formal resignation on January 23rd, though she said she is still contemplating the effective date. The Warrensburg Town Government has taken a step toward providing room for its local emergency medical services headquarters to expand, as well as advancing tentative plans to host affordable senior housing in town. According to Sun Community News, the Warrensburg Town Board voted on January 11th to apply for a State Restore New York grant to pay the bulk of the expenses for the demolition of the former town highway garage on King Street. The town board has proposed using the southern end of the garage property to be given to Warrensburg EMS to accommodate an addition to their adjacent building, and tentative plans call for senior housing to be developed on the rest of the property. The estimated cost of demolishing the now vacant highway garage constructed with stone blocks that were sourced locally is $345,000. The vote followed a public hearing on the issue, during which questions were asked, but no objections were heard. 
If approved, the grant would cover up to 90% of the demolition expenses. Responding to a question posed by a local resident about potential environmental contamination on the property, Warrensburg Town Supervisor Kevin Garrity said there might be a minimal amount of asbestos in the building's interior structure, but board member Brian Round said that when underground fuel tanks were removed from the property, soil tests showed no petroleum-related contamination. Garrity said that before any demolition occurs, an environmental analysis of the building will be conducted, and any contamination problems will be remediated. In response to another question, Garrity said the town may also be applying for a grant to demolish the former Hall's Bait Shop at 7 Hudson Street, an aging but historic two-story building constructed in 1865, a portion of which is also constructed of locally mined stone blocks. And in other matters conducted at the January 11th meeting, the town board approved a 2023 contract with Warrensburg EMS. Town taxpayers are to collectively pay $345,000 through an ambulance district tax to provide emergency medical services for area residents. The amount of the contract is less than the $362,000 budget that EMS officials had proposed several months ago. Garrity said townspeople would be well protected and the contract was fair. As the town government paid $80,000 last year to Warrensburg EMS for their services and this stipend is now discontinued, town property owners will not be shouldering a $362,000 increase in taxes, but a net increase of about $262,000. Local officials have said this increase is to pay the rising cost of personnel and training expenses to assure the town has 24-7 EMS coverage by an agency staffed with well-qualified paramedics and emergency medical technicians. And finally, the Aviation Mall is set to host a community blood drive tomorrow. According to News 10, the mall hosts several blood drives annually in cooperation with the American Red Cross of Northeastern New York. Tomorrow, Friday, January 20th, the American Red Cross will operate a drive from 1 to 6 p.m. across from Regal Cinema, and January is National Blood Donor Month, highlighting what the organization says is one of the hardest times for collecting needed blood donations. Kate Fry, chief executive officer at America's Blood Center, said, quote, National Blood Donor Month is an opportunity to recognize the more than 7 million people who donate blood each year, and we encourage more people to become donors and help save lives. And hey, if you go to give blood, you might even walk out with a prize. Donors will be entered for a chance to win a Super Bowl 57 getaway to Arizona. The package includes pre-game activities, round-trip airfare, and three nights of hotel accommodations for two. And that is all I've got for the morning brief today. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the morning brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.